My name is Charlotte and I'm the CEO of Equalture, a company that is on a mission to shape the world of unbiased hiring. Welcome to the Oops Unbiased podcast. What was your strategy to create more gender balance in that company? Yeah, so this is a, a really great example of, of how we, we really needed to start with data. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just set the scene so that the person listening to us kind of knows the, the background to this. Um, so at the BBC, I, I started by working in the technology department. So we had a particular challenge around gender because we employed software engineers and testers and 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 people like that. And we, I mean, we were in the same boat as Google, Facebook, and Amazon. You know, it's the the, the technology and engineering industry has this gender imbalance. There's more more men working in the sector than than women. The data was really important because the data that we could get through our HR information systems and our recruitment software was telling us that if a woman got to interview stage, that they were just as likely to get offered a job as a guy. So mm-hmm. we, I think we felt confident that there wasn't stuff going on in the interview room that would put women at a disadvantage. So when we went back through, when we kind of went back through the recruitment process, we were just not doing a very good job at attracting people in the first place. So that meant that with this data, we knew that that's where we had to start. That's where that's where we were probably going to get most value for our money by focusing on that talent attraction piece. What is your view on how, how companies, the most com- most companies that you work with, are doing when it comes to internal mobility and DEI? Yeah, I think um, companies have to be really intentional about how inclusive their internal mobility strategies or their talent management strategies are. Um, and again, try and get some data to to back this up. So being able to monitor and measure things like career velocity, um, whether people are kind of getting stuck at certain grades of the organization, whether whether there's kind of these glass ceilings appearing in the organization, um, and that kind of thing. And I think we have to start with that data if you can get it. And then again, think about which strategies uh, you can do to to break to break that pattern. At the BBC, um, our data was telling us that um, in our performance management system, we use the, the nine box grid. Um, and it, it's some people like it, some people hate it. Um, but what we what we noticed is that there were no there were no disabled staff sitting in the high performance high potential part of the the grid. So that was like, well, why is that? You know, what is preventing staff from disabled staff from being high performers or having high potential? Um, and then the second thing is that we noticed that there were very few disabled staff above grade eight. And grade eight for us was the kind of the level um, just before you become uh, like a team leader, essentially. So the data was telling us those two things, uh, lack of high potential, high performance and inability to get beyond grade eight or struggling to. Um, So that enabled us to then create uh, a program to try and help those staff 
So we created a program that targeted grade seven people and then gave them the coaching, the mentoring and the resources to be able to advance their career beyond grade seven. So that's a good example of how you need to use data to take targeted action where it's most needed. If we didn't have that data, then we would have run the risk of probably designing a program that just would not have made its the desired impact.